This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Good, Laura. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me on the show. No worries. So your new single, Stay For A Minute, just out. Tell us a little bit little bit about it. It's uh, it's a beautiful song. It's written by Guy Chambers, who was Robbie Williams' songwriter uh, and wrote all the Robbie Williams' big hits with Angel and Better Man and, and uh, you know Rock DJ and all those sort of songs and worked on a lot of Robbie Robbie's albums. So, um, yeah, it was great to get a song uh, by a songwriter of his calibre. Um, you know, and, and I, I love it. It's, it's a beautifully kind of theatrical song and, and something that's... Uh, it sounded like a classic the first time I heard it. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Working with people of a great calibre, that is just kind of part of your everyday life now, it seems. Coming off <laughs> the back of the voice, you know, no one needs a reminder of the fact that you got to work with Ricky Martin. How was that? Yeah, yeah, he's he's wonderful. It's it's hard to find a, a, a bad word to say about Ricky. He, he really is exactly as you see him on, on the TV, you know. He's a, a very genuine guy and um, loves his family and, and hasn't sort of let... Um, the fact that he's a megastar really affect his life uh, in a negative way. You know, there's not one bit of ego about him. Um, so yeah, he's 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 great, and he's kept in contact. You know, he's he's kept his word, and um, so you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he's somebody who I'll see not only in my life but in my career um, quite a lot more in the future. Is that bizarre to think that you now like have a chat with Ricky Martin of an afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, and you know, we still we still exist in different worlds. Yeah, Ricky's Ricky's been uh, in the time since the voice closed. He's been in Puerto Rico, New York, uh, Miami, Argentina. Um, so he's he's all over the place, you know. He's, and he's getting ready for his um, concerts back here in Australia in October. So um, yeah, he's excited about getting back to to Australia. He loves his country, so um, he, he he really cannot cannot wait. He tells me. <laughs> Once, once any of those judges set foot in the country, they just love it. Like Joel Madden, he doesn't want to go back to America either. I know it's true. They, I mean, Ricky even talked about um, you know maybe buying a house. He said it's something that he's been considering for the last ten years because every time he comes to Australia, he just loves it so much. But he he was stoked to get that sort of time uh, here in Australia, and and because before it's it's always been you know a short period of time and and these cr- kind of crazy tours. So mm. I think he got to understand a little bit more about our culture and our lifestyle. Yeah. Now, for you, going back to that very first audition, what was it that actually first drew you to take part in The Voice? Because it's a pretty huge show and a pretty daunting prospect, I guess, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, you know, it is It is a big show and there's a lot of risk involved in, in going on a show like this. But um, the, I think the thing that really uh, drew me to the show was the fact that there, there didn't seem to be the same, um, uh, well, it, it, seemed, it seemed like they nurtured their artists. Uh, and and that's really what made me go. Yes, definitely, I want to do this show it, because it seemed like a safe place for for professionals to work. And um, and that's exactly how I found it on set. You know, they they really do look after you, and um, they're a class act. Uh, so yeah, it's a. For anybody who's out there sort of listening and thinking, well, maybe I should do it, you should definitely do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it is incredible. <laughs> it's worth the risk, I suppose. And like you say, there is that difference between judges and coaches. They're called coaches on this show, which highlights that different role, I guess. Absolutely, and and they're, um, you know, the the people at Shine Media who produce the show are, are adamant about that from the word go. You know, we got told on the first day, that, as you say, they're not they're not judges, they're coaches. You're not contestants, you're artists, and um, and that is the way we're treated. You know, if if we if we really didn't like something or if we had a strong idea about something, we were always sort of listened to and and understood, and um, all those sort of things are, are taken on board, and, and the whole 
creative process behind the music on the show is quite collaborative between coach and artist. Is that what helped you deal with the pressure, do you think, having that value and, I guess, sort of respect and responsibility given to you from the get-go? Totally. I think it takes it away from, from just being a TV show and it, and it, and it turns it into being, um, you know, more of a, a musical collaboration, you know, and, and I, I guess it allows you to focus a lot more on um, singing and, and, uh, and performing rather than thinking, oh, well, this is, this is just a TV show and, and I'm going to be sort of uh, chewed up and spat out in, in no time because um, that's, that's not what they're about. That's not what Shine Media are about. That's not what The Voice is about. Um, and certainly, you know, that's, that hasn't been my experience of the show. They, they, they've, they've been able to, uh, to look after me every step of the way. And some people from The Voice are still in contact now. And, um, you know, Julie Ward at, at, at Shine Media, who, who runs this show, has been in contact. And so she's, she's making sure things are, things are okay and mm. um, they, they don't just sort of uh, you know, kick you off the show and then, and then leave you high and dry. How nervous were you when you first decided to be part of it? Um, I was probably like, I just was, was going, going through the motions or going step by step, you know, whatever happened sort of happened. But uh, the most nervous I ever got was actually stepping out onto stage for that very first, um, blind audition, mm. you know, like that, just that walk. And then as soon as I got set <laughs> and as soon as the music started, I was totally fine. But just that walk out, I kept thinking, please don't trip up the stairs, please don't trip up the stairs. <laughs> I think it's the first thought going through everyone's mind, and then you have to choose which which are uh, which are the coaches you're going to go with. I it's know. a lot to take in initially. It is, it is. But, you know, um, it's one of those things that they say just it's a it's a quick moment. Like it, it's going to go past really really quickly. So just kind of you know try and take your time and take it all in and um, and make your decision uh, while you're up there. You know, so, uh, one of the coaches might say something that totally surprises you, and um, and you know if if your gut tells you to go with a particular person, then go with them. Yeah, and how are you in terms of on set with the other contestants? It looks like it's a great family adventure and everybody sort of gets mm. behind each other. Is it like that for you when you're actually in the process? That was probably the most surprising thing is that they, they seem to find people backstage and, and find artists who who actually were really genuinely nice people as well. You know, there wasn't too many egos on set and, and I, I really did get along with everybody really well. Um, a lot of those people have kept in contact um, after the show and, and um, you know, because it's kind of nothing like that that um, pressure cooker that we were in. And, and I think um, unless you've been on that show and, and probably it was different in, even in the year before, you know, it'll, it'll be unique to our... Um, group of people that that went through. I nearly said students then because in a way they kind of feel like students. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's going to be unique to us and only we'll sort of understand exactly what that pressure was like. And so we kind of form a form bond that, that I don't think is going to go away for a long time. And when they do do this sort of show and they get all those contestants on like that, they often do pick ones that they want to tell particular stories about. And for you, you had the background of doing opera, this guy coming onto a show that's much more potentially mainstream driven. But did you were you happy with the story that they gave for you? Did you feel like it fitted your character well? Totally. And it's funny you use the word character because, you know, I, I kind of realised early on that... Um, it is it is TV and it is it is kind of a, a fantasy world and and it's not um, you know it is kind of playing a character in a way but I, I went on there going I'm just going to be honest about my story and and you know so I, I talked about depression and um, you know the struggles that I had and and that was something that they ran with you know I'm sure that there were hundreds of other people who who have sort of um, you know far far more um, 
impacting stories than what I had who who didn't get their stories told. So, um, you know, I think it, it's funny the way the way it works out as to whose story they, they kind of run. But the other thing I, I will say about it is they seem to get a lot of stick early on about being more about the story rather than the show. But mm. um, one of one of my colleagues made the point that, well, you know, the show doesn't actually invent these people's lives. It, they, they are these people's lives, you know. Mm. Um, it just so happens that Harrison Craig has a stutter. This, he didn't put that stutter on just for the show. That's part of it, you know. I went through depression. That's that's not something that was scripted. That's my life. Mm. Um, and, and that stuff just happens. And, and um, you know, but we talk about it on the show and, and it's only really talked about for the first couple of rounds and then we're on to the music, which is the fun part. Yeah, yeah, but you are sharing your personal lives in in front of millions of viewers around Australia watching it. Is that something that you found I I don't know how to put it, maybe risky or uh, yeah. did you how did you feel with the vulnerability of that? You know, I I'm really happy with with who I am and and the decisions I've made in my life and and so I'm I'm kind of happy to go out there and talk about my personal uh my personal goals and and aspirations and struggles and all that sort of stuff. So but the, I guess the thing that the show didn't prepare me for was that, you know, none of my family and friends asked to be on a reality TV show and, and I kind of dragged them into that. And so I try and be really respectful of, of their personal lives and, and, um, and keep them out of, the, out of the media and out of the spotlight as much mm-hmm. as I can because that's not their life. That's not their, that's not their role and that's not what they aspire to be. And, and so, you know, I, I try and keep my family and, and, and friends sort of separate to my professional career. Yeah, so I suppose that gives us opportunity then as we finish up. A couple of questions that I wanted to ask you. What did you think were the biggest challenges as you come away from the show? And also what sort of pointers you would give to anybody else who is thinking of going on this kind of show? Um, the biggest challenge on the show was, uh, I guess, pacing myself. Um, you know, they're really long days, um, you know, particularly some of the early rounds when they're getting through, uh, you know, sometimes hundreds of people, Um it was like uh, 18 hour days, 19 hour days, and that kind of continued right up right up until the end. We were still doing 12 and 14 hour days, so um, you know that was kind of the most challenging thing was just just being on set and being on for that long because you never kind of know when you're just when you're gonna have to go. Mm. Um, so you know that was that was kind of something that it took me a while to get my head around. And and for anybody that's sort of thinking about auditioning for the show, um, I think I think make decisions about. Um, who, who like who you are as as an artist and and really be strong with that and and um you know i i made the decision going into the show that i really wanted to showcase the classical stuff and um and and that that served me really well because that was coming from a place of of, of truth um you know that was the experience i had that was my professional background and and that's what i pushed so um i think you know if you're going on this sort of show roll with the punches but also know who you are Luke, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. No problem at all. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.